0: Hello friends, and welcome to Mondays with Mia. Hello everyone, happy Monday if you're listening to this on a Monday. Very happy to say this podcast will be back on its regular schedule, and hopefully back on its main topics. Sorry that the past few weeks have been a bit hectic. This week was also my first week of, well, not even a first full week, but my first few days of university back in person. I'm still doing, like, hybrid classes though, so technically I only go in a few times a week, but it was still, like, super weird seeing people, like, my age. But anyway, I've also been recently trying to do things that make me more happy day to day, as I've been speaking in, like, other podcast episodes, like, the importance of, like, keeping yourself happy, with like the little things and so every time I want to study or my mom and I drive to my college campus we go check out like a mini cafe somewhere like try different coffee places out it is of course like you know it takes money and it takes time but it it, it's worth it in my mind like today we went to a cafe for maybe around 30 minutes just for me to do like the rest of my homework because I just wanted to go out like I just wanted to go out drink some expensive latte and just sit there and be productive and feel good whereas i mean i could have done it at home but you know it's it feels better doing something with your day you know so anyway treat yourself treat yourself as many times as you want so the question of the week last week was give me k dramas that you would like me to share my two cents on my personal opinion on so like reviewing your favorite k drama and i'm i'm kind of scared not going to lie because i don't first of all i just want to say i am not an expert I'm just someone out there in this world who likes K dramas, likes Asian dramas, and has been watching them for a while. So like, again, my opinions, although to me are valid, you know, you can have a completely different opinion. That's the beauty of TV shows. However, do I strongly believe that my opinions are accurate? Mm. We all do, right? We all think that we know what's best. But anyway, but it's not a life or death thing. Like, if you disagree with me, that's totally fine. And... In addition to the ones that you have given me to share on, I will also share a few of my own. Um, not necessarily favorites, but a few other K-dramas I want to comment on. And stay tuned for next week because Squid Game, I think, deserves its very own episode because I want to talk about a lot of things referring to Squid Game. Not just the drama itself and like go episode by episode because I want my brother and I to talk about that. My brother was on this podcast a few episodes ago and I, I, wa- I did watch Squid Game with him. We watched maybe like an episode per night so we could watch it together, not just binge it. And we both have some thoughts on it. So we'll probably go episode by episode talking about it next week. I also want to talk about the sudden popularity and rise that it's gotten and just all the topics surrounding its newfound popularity as well. I would also want to talk next episode about its impact on social media crazy. Um but yeah, that's for next episode, hopefully. So yeah, this episode, let's get into the K-dramas you guys have suggested. And since these are your favorites, again, I will not be mean. You know, this is, you know, my opinion. I definitely always want to keep this podcast and just in general like I've said, my presence online a positive thing. So don't worry, I'm not going to, you know, for lack of a better word, well, I can't say that. I don't want to curse. I'm not going to hate on your faves. Okay, unless it's a K drama that I absolutely dislike, which I doubt you guys suggested one of them. But, anyways, enough ranting, let's get into it. So, the first K drama that was suggested was Reply 1988. And boy oh boy, I have so much to say about this drama. Which, first of all, it is October 1st, so it's spooky season. But September 30th was yesterday. And you know what that meant? All the Reply series on Netflix are gone. Like, September 30th was the last day to watch any of the Reply series on Netflix, which literally broke my heart. Because Reply 1988, as I'm going to go on to explain, is one of my all-time favorites because it's such a comfort show. Like, I re scenes from that show a lot, especially Sunwoo and Bora's relationship. So yeah, that was, like, especially sad. So last night I watched... Like a bunch of their scenes from like the last few episodes before you know I can't access it easily on Netflix anymore. So before September thirtieth, I would say yeah you can just watch it on Netflix now. Maybe drama cool I don't know it's not on Vicky. But if you don't know what Reply nineteen eighty eight is about, um, it's a part of the Reply series, and Reply nineteen eighty eight itself is set. In 1988, it starts out being set there. Of course, there are some time jumps and also some scenes in like the quote-unquote present day. But it's mainly set in 1988 and the years after that. It's a group about five friends, one girl, four boys, they all live in the same neighborhood. And it's a very nostalgic show of the 80s in Korea. You know, it has this overwhelming theme of youth and the beauty of youth and family especially. It's a show about relationships, it's a slice of life drama, and relationships, not just romantic relationships, but friendships, relationships with your parents, relationships with people around you, your teachers. Reply series, and the director and the producer, the writer, whatever, that whole team, whatever drama that they do, like Prison Playbook, Hospital Playlist, always are so heartwarming, and Reply 1988 is one of those shows that is so highly rated, and it really deserves it. It, it really hits your heart. Like, the characters are so interesting and relatable. Like, they perfectly depict, even though it's in 1988, it perfectly depicts all the confusions, all the euphoric moments that happen in youth. Like, it is truly, like, it, it'll make you cry because it, it's so heavily, heavily reflecting on the actions that we make as young people. The feelings that we feel and just in general, like, the bonds we make with other people that we, you know, will look back on and say, like, oh, like, those were the good times, you know? It's such a heartwarming show. I totally recommend it to anyone who's listening. So, yeah, that's my two cents on Reply 1988. I... I'm sad that it's not on Netflix anymore because, again, it's a show that I go back to and watch scenes of. It's funny, too. Like, (laughs) I laughed so many times during that show. However, this is kind of a spoiler for those of you who have not seen Reply 1988, so you can skip a little bit. I don't know. But basically, there is a love triangle. And here's the thing. I do not like love triangles. Hello. The guy that... The girl Doksun ends up with, which is Take. I did not ship Take and Doksun, but like, I'm not mad that they got together because I think it was a very realistic twist and something that a lot of people did not expect. He was definitely the underdog. He didn't really have a lot of scenes in the show until like maybe the last third of the show. The only thing I have against that is because Wan, the guy who... You know, I was rooting for. I love his character so much. They did give him a happy ending, which is the only thing I ask for really in love triangles. If at least if the guy I'm rooting for isn't doesn't like get the girl, whatever, I at least hope he has a happy ending. So he did have a happy ending. So I love Reply 1988 regardless. I, cause hello, the show wasn't really about their relationship anyway. It's just about their family and stuff. But that being said, I did have to say I did love him. I wanted them to be together. And actually the writers, like you can tell, the writers were writing it to hype him him up and his character. And you can tell that they, like, switched who they wanted her to be with, like, halfway through the show. So, yeah, I mean, would I have loved it if she ended up with Junwan? Yes. But, like, you know, I'm not that mad that she didn't. I mean, it is what it is. And I think this story is just great regardless. <sighs> Sorry, guys. It's kind of hard to breathe with the mic. <laughs> Sorry. So if I sound like, I don't know. I don't know how I sound, to be honest. Okay, but the next drama we're going to talk about is 100 Days, My Prince. And I have to say, this is not like in my top 10 K-dramas, but I understand if it's one of your favorites. Like I totally get it. It's a very cute drama. Also, I might add, it has Kim Sono. He's the second lead in this show. But like, when I say second lead, it's not like he has his... Heart totally broken, or whatever, not even close to what startup made him go through. I will never, and I mean never, talk. <laughs> Sorry, I just don't like startup. <laughs> Sorry, but um, no, the 100 Days My Prince was such a cute, heartwarming story. It is a period drama, I do like historical dramas a lot. Um, but 100 Days My Friends. 100 days my prince it's a very refreshing drama it feels very new it's it's so cute it also has a member from exo in it um sorry i don't really know his name because i don't stan exo but i think the plot is pretty good the cast is obviously amazing at acting and overall even though it's not one of my faves it is a show that like i'm not mad at like i truly I truly think it's a good show and, like, I would re-watch it, to be honest. Okay, also, if I'm being completely honest, some of these, um, dramas that you sent me, I have not watched and it's actually kind of embarrassing because these are very popular K dramas. I don't know why, but I tend to, like, not watch some of the really popular ones because I feel like I'm scared of having an, op- <laughs> an opinion on them, but I- these are definitely on my list. Like, Suspicious Partner, I've been wanting to see that one for a while, there's Ji Chang Wook in it and, like- I love him. I think he's very handsome, obviously. But more than that, he's incredibly talented. And I think he has a drama coming out with Huangan Anyeop in a few months, maybe. But it's it's maybe it finished filming. I actually have no idea. But I know he's in a drama with Hwang Anyeop, which is, you know, great. I, I can't wait to see that later on. But anyway, I do want to watch Suspicious Partner. So I can't give an opinion on it right now. But I've heard it's like a cute show, so I'm pretty excited to watch it. Okay, someone said hometown cha-cha-cha. Oh my goodness. We, trust me, just like Squid Game, we are going to do a whole episode of hometown cha-cha-cha. You already know how invested I am in hometown cha-cha-cha. You know. And if you don't know,
1: check my TikTok. You will know. Hi, Mia. It's Vane. This is my first time ever sending you a voice note or talking to you, so I'm a little bit nervous but I just wanted to say that I really really appreciate what you do. I've been listening to your podcast and I've been watching your TikToks for a while now and I don't know it just your whole vibe is so cozy and homey and it just makes me feel really safe. I don't know how to explain it but also having a creator that I feel like I can relate to like being christian and loving k-dramas like i don't know it's just so great but anyways i'm answering your question of the week i want you to talk about hometown cha-cha-cha because i have been obsessed and you have been feeding into my obsession with your tiktoks and your edits so please 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 talk about it and also extraordinary you yay (laughs) okay hi Vanessa oh my goodness
0: okay first of all I'm recording this off of my phone because I only heard your voice memo and I'm only recording this after I recorded my pot which is such a bad like that's totally on me like that's totally my fault so this audio this part of the episode is going to be so wonky and that's because I'm recording it off of my phone anyways but I want to say thank you for like saying all that like that literally made my day I love you so much um, DM me on Instagram what your TikTok handle is so I can follow you back because, um, sorry. I don't know it. But, um, anyway, I love you so much. And yes, we're going to do a whole episode on hometown cha-cha-cha. Like, you don't even know, like, ah, well, you do know how obsessed, how obsessed I am. Anyway, love you so much. And thank you for saying that. And I really appreciate it. Thank you. Vincenzo. Oh my goodness. We can talk about this one for literally hours, but I won't to save your ears. Vincenzo is my number one, if not one of my favorite K dramas of all time. I did a whole video on YouTube. You can go check it out if you so desire, but it's on YouTube, on my channel, where I did like this whole analysis review of Vincenzo once it ended, and everything I feel about Vincenzo is in that video. But to sum it up, really, I think Vincenzo was so perfectly written and so perfectly produced Like, to me, there's nothing I was mad at in that show except for, like, one small thing, which would be kind of like a spoiler. But I'm gonna assume you've all watched it, so I'm gonna talk about it. Solo's death was something that I did expect, but the way he died is what still irks me. He did not have a funeral. We did not see him being buried. I feel like his death wasn't really respected, and I feel like, obviously, his character deserved better. But, like, I expected him to die. So I'm like, of course I'm sad that he died. But, like, you know, he he's the type of character you do expect to die. But, like, my only thing is, like, I wish they had given him a little funeral. But, however, Vincenzo, every single episode, it's 20 episodes. And each episode is about an hour and 40 minutes long. So it is a longer K-drama. But, like, you have to understand with Vincenzo, there are no filler scenes. Like, there's truly... Nothing filler in that show to be honest in my opinion. And so I understand why they didn't show the you know after effects of his death that much because there is so much going on in the last episode of Vincenzo like They truly just didn't have any time to include it Which brings me to my other point about Vincenzo is that not only are there no filler scenes but the plot was so sound And it is so rare to get a K-drama that is, like, completely in sync with itself. Like, I really cannot describe the good feeling that I was, like, feeling when watching Vincenzo episode by episode, because nothing felt wrong or out of place happening in that show. Like, everything you could tell was so perfectly designed and meant to happen. Like, the endings. I know a lot of people like to talk about how K-drama episodes have, like, These intense endings and, you know, sometimes at the end of shows, people will just specifically edit the endings of every episode together. Vincenzo had some of the most jaw-dropping plot twists that were executed in the most perfect ways in the episode endings. Also, the cinematography of Vincenzo was just completely beautiful. Like, the use of colors, like, the angles, like, everything was just so perfectly thought out. Which is why I truly believe *Vincenzo* is a 10 out of 10 K-drama. Like, it is perfect. I will not argue with anyone about that. If it's not your favorite K-drama, though, like, that's completely understandable because... Hello? It's not, like, a cute, fluffy romance drama, which some people prefer. It is very much plot-based. Even even though there is a romance, which, by the way, I ate up that romance. I shipped Vincenzo and Hong Chaeyoung, like, for life. Like, literally. Like, I am obsessed. Like, their chemistry to me was so... Even off screen. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to get into that. But I just, I really think all plot points of Vincenzo were executed so well. Like the action scenes, the slow burn romance, the comedy. This show was so funny. Like, oh my goodness. The dramatic scenes weren't like too dramatic. Like, and even when they had to do like a few like cliche K-drama tropes, whatever, it never felt wrong. Like, it always felt like it was meant to be. Like, literally everything. The plot, the characters, the actors. Wow. Just all around amazing. One thing that I absolutely cannot stand about a K-drama is when there is no character development or the plot doesn't come full circle. I think those are my two biggest things. And with Vincenzo, not only did it do that, where everything came full circle and there was a lot of character development, it just... It went above and beyond my expectations and that is why I will forever love Vincenzo. I just... I have no hate in my heart for that drama at all. I know a lot of people say it's overrated and I don't agree. I agree that there are some K-dramas that are overhyped. But I don't think Vincenzo is one of them. Like, I truly think Vincenzo deserves all the talk it gets. Next one is Extraordinary You. I have not seen that and I'm very sorry. I know it's a super popular one. I just really have not sat down to watch it because I heard that it's set in high school. And I don't know why, but like recently, I can't watch any high school dramas. Like, they need to be college romance. I'm sorry. I do plan on watching it in the future though. Okay, next one is Doom at Your Service, and I cannot wait to talk about this one. I feel like it's not the best K-drama in the world, but it was very enjoyable for me personally. I feel like there are those K-dramas like Doom at Your Service where people will say, like, oh, it wasn't that highly rated, like it didn't really, you know, capture me, which is totally fine. Hello if you think that way. But for me, that is what made up my Mondays and Tuesdays. Like waiting for those Doom at Your Service episodes was the highlight of my week. I personally think it's a good drama. Like I understand if it's one of your favorites because it really showed like healthy relationships. Ah, like Park Bo Young. Park Bo Young is one of my favorite K drama actresses of all time. So I might be a little bit biased, but also not because her acting is just amazing and it deserves that. I personally like the second lead couple more than the main couple. I don't know why I always do this, but, (laughs) well, not always, but sometimes I will find myself loving the second lead couple more. And this was one of those dramas where, like, I was heavily invested in the second lead couple. Do I think the plot of the drama was the most interesting plot ever? No. Do I think it was, like, really, like, a new concept? Not necessarily, but, like, it pulled it off, to be honest. Like, I was still invested. I was still captured in it. I do think it's one of the better K-dramas. Of 2021 versus, um, yeah. Oh, and the chemistry was so good. Don't even get me started. The chemistry, oh my goodness. Okay, Tale of the Nine-Tailed. Again, something I have not seen because to be honest, I'm not huge on fantasy dramas. But I want to watch it one day. And I did hear recently that it has renewed season two and season three. So that might be exciting for you if you really like that show. I heard they have season two and season three. Although I heard that one of the actors is not coming back. So I don't know who that is, but I heard that. Again, with While You Were Sleeping, the reason I have not seen this is because I heard there was a second lead that everyone fell in love with. And every time I hear that, I'm like, nope, not watching it because I know what it feels like to be completely invested in a second lead. Startup, Han Ji True Beauty. So June, like, I cannot deal with second leads <laughs> because I just get mad. And I don't like to be negative and I don't like to rant. But you know what does bring out the negative person in me? Startup. Don't even want to talk about it. I'm so, I feel like I'm going to upset people. <sighs> Anyways. So those are some of the dramas that you guys gave for me to talk about. But now I'm going to talk about some that I've seen. Some random ones. These are not necessarily like my favorite. Some of them might be. But I'm just going to look on my phone right now randomly. And pick some to talk about. Just in case you've seen them. Okay, this first one is Oh My Ghost. And let me tell you. In 2016, this drama shook my world. Like, it It was probably one of the first K-dramas I've ever seen. I watched it because of the main actor, and oh my goodness, I fell in love with Park Bo Young. Like, I can't even tell you how badly I loved this drama. Now, I have not seen it since then, so I actually have no idea how to review it because my mind's, I mean, obviously I'm a different person than I was in 2016, you know? And a lot of times when you rewatch shows, you realize they weren't as good as you thought. So I honestly don't know how I feel about the show, but back then, but back then I was invested and I, it's a fantasy drama. So, I mean, I mean, usually I don't like fantasy dramas, but Oh My Ghost, it had me hooked. Like the story had me hooked. I remember it being quite a dramatic show and I don't, really remember much else, to be honest. I do know the general plot of what happened, though. So Park Bo Young is someone who works at a restaurant and she has a crush on, like, the head chef there. Maybe he's the owner. I don't know. But it's played by Jo Jung Suk and let me just say, this man had me in shackles. I remember because of him, I watched Jealousy Incarnate. That's He's the reason I started watching Hospital Playlist when it came out. Um, Yeah. Please, I, yeah. Anyways, he used to be one of my fates. I mean, he still is. He's like a really good actor. But, oh my ghost. So basically, she has a crush on him. And she gets possessed by the ghost of the confident young woman who seeks to solve her unfinished business by hooking up with said chef, said head guy of the restaurant. And you know what? It was kind of a sad drama at times because obviously there's this ghost who's taking over her body and, you know... Falls in love with this guy and also tries to watch over her family. But then, meanwhile, the guy's falling in love with the ghost and not the girl. But then but then the ghost has to leave one day. <laughs> anyway, it's a whole thing. Very messy. Very, very dramatic. And I loved it. I loved every second of it. Okay, the next one I want to talk about is Jealousy Incarnate. Which is another one that Jojong sucks in. And this one's from 2016. And it also, let me check who's in it. Yep, it is Gong Hyo-jin and Go Kyung-pyo in it. Um yeah, it's a really I love it. I okay. Let me just say I rewatched some scenes of it earlier this week. I did not realize how toxic the main lead was. Watching this in 2016, I thought he was so hot for being possess- for being possessive, but if I watched this I feel like this is said for a lot of K-dramas. If this K drama came out now, would it be well received? I don't know. maturing is real <laughs> maturing is realizing that the second lead was good for her all along, but it is about jealousy so like let me explain so basically, Pyonari is the name of the character who's played by Gong Hyo Jin and she um works at like a news cat. she's like a weather girl. Um, And she's had a crush on this grumpy reporter who's, like, a big shot. You know, he's obviously the main guy. The main grumpy guy played by Jo Jung-suk. And his name in the show is Lee Hwa-shin. And basically, the two main leads. She was basically rejected by him, like, her whole time working there when she's had a crush on him. Like, he was really rude to her, to be honest. Really rude. Every chance he got, he was, like, really stuck up about her. To the point where she didn't like him anymore. Because, hello... If she was still liking him, I would be questioning her. But anyway, she stopped liking him. But it's only when she stops liking him that he decides to be nice to her and realize that he's actually in love with her, basically. And then the second lead guy, meanwhile, is always nice to her. And it becomes this thing of like this push and pull. I mean, that's that's putting it into very simple terms. Because hello. Obviously, the main guy is character development. Obviously, there's things that they have to mature about, blah, 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 blah. But to be honest, this this show had literally had me in, yeah, it had a chokehold on me. I was obsessed. I rewatched a ton of scenes from this show, like back when it came out. And I just, I just loved it. I usually hate love triangles, but for some reason in 2016, I was kind of liking them. I don't know what it was about me. But anyway... Um, of course the main two leads end up together because I remember there's this very specific scene where she realizes the person that she's actually jealous over the most is the one that she loves the most and that's why the show is called Jealousy Incarnate which honestly kind of a good way to realize your feelings like also a good way to make decisions like which one would you feel more regret about if you didn't choose it you know Like, if you're choosing between two things, it's not which one do you like more. It's which one would you feel sad if you lost more type of thing. Which can be a good way to look at things sometimes. I don't really know. But to her, that was her realization where like, no, I have more passion for this guy. I love this guy. Versus the guy who treats me really well, I kind of just see him as a friend. And you know what? I low-key get her. I low-key get her. I don't want someone to be nice to me all the time. That is high-key boring. Obviously... He wasn't, you know, verbally abusing her anymore. I don't think. I By that time where she realized her love for him, he had obviously changed a bit. He had grown a bit. He had realized the way he was treating her was not, not good. I mean, there's a lot of character development, which is what I really like about K-dramas. And of course, by the end of the show, they're happy together. He's 100% good to her. He's so loving towards her. So like, I mean, it ended up well, but like... Also, it kind of reinforced the whole she can change him type of- I don't know. Did it? Mm, I don't know. Sorry, I feel like I've talked too much about that show, but this show, I loved it. Like, it was was so good to me back then. Okay, next show we're going to talk about is a show that I don't want to get hate on. I don't want people to hate on me, for my opinion. Um, Why? Because I'm a sensitive person. So this one is The King Eternal Monarch and before I say anything if this is your favorite drama Which I know a few of my friends are like insanely in love with this drama So I hope they never hear this because I don't want to hurt their feelings They love Lee Min Ho. They love the drama. They love the actors and the whole plot and everything and I didn't like it. Okay, let me rephrase this. It's I respect people who like the show. I'm not saying it's a bad show. Because, hello, what is... Wh- I mean, who am I? Who am I to say anything? You know what I mean? But to me, personally, it's not that I found it confusing. Which is a big complaint among people is that the plot was too confusing. Which, I mean, I understand. Sometimes you don't really want a complex plot. You just want something that's really straightforward. The plot was complex. Um, and I actually kind of admired the plot for being the way it was. However... For some reason, it just didn't click with me. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I watched the whole thing, but I didn't really... I don't know. I didn't really feel much emotion watching it. Does that make sense? Like, it didn't really make me feel anything. And I feel kind of bad about that because I was like, I wish I liked it more than I did. But I just... I just didn't. But, like, that being said, I understand if it's your favorite. Like, like I totally get it. You know what I mean? It's just for me personally... I just don't see the appeal but like I'm not gonna hate on it you know what I mean like because some people hate on it but I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna hate on it okay the next one is hyper kind of random that I want to talk about um it's called private lives and it's on Netflix and this came out every Wednesday and Thursday I believe maybe now you might be thinking I've never heard of this show you probably haven't um It was not a popular K drama. At least, I don't think it was very popular at all. No one really posted about it. No one was really raving about it, but guess who was watching it? Me. Is it one that I'll remember forever? No, but did I like it? Kinda? I liked the push and pull of the romance. I liked the topic. Honestly, it was a very much action show, but the romance kept me going. Like, let me just say. So, basically, the main guy and the main girl, they're both, like, I don't want to say bad people, but they're criminals. (laughs) They're criminals, basically. Um, Cha Joon, which is the name of the character, she born and raised, like, to swindle people, to basically scam people. Yi Jung Hwan is a character who... Poses as an ordinary company employee, but in fact, he is also someone from like bigger up who also kind of scams people too. Like, he's a professional. Um, but she is someone who, if I remember correctly, it was her job to like, I don't know, because okay, if I remember correctly, it was her job to like scam him, but she didn't know that he was a scammer, you know what I mean? Like, they almost got married. They, but then she fell in love with him, right? So she kind of let herself believe, like, like, imagine your job is to, like, kill someone, basically. Like, you're targeting someone, but then, like, you just can't go through it. So, so, like, in the end, she didn't really scan, like, she truly fell in love with this dude. Imagine her shock when on her wedding day, he doesn't show up. And she finds out that he's actually been scamming her the entire time. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I'm remembering the show and like, I was kind of invested in the romance plot, you guys. Because isn't this interesting? It's kind of like enemies to lovers, but like, you didn't know you were each other's enemy, you know? Well, obviously she's like destroyed because like, she actually was in love with this dude. And so she like, researches it. Like, she she finds out who she is eventually. And she's, like, crushed. Like, she's mad at herself. She's angry. All while, like, the other action stuff is going on. But basically, she, like, finds out that, like, he was scamming her the entire time. And she starts questioning everything. Like, she's mad. She's upset. She's like, did he even love me? Well, basically, there's, like, he... It's later shown that, like, after his, like, disappearance, he's actually been, like, watching her from afar this whole time. To, like, keep an eye on her and make sure she's safe. Because, guess what? really was in love with her too guess what he was in love with her and so then there's this one time where obviously he has to rescue her (laughs) and like they reunite that's like maybe halfway through the drama is when they finally meet again and it's like these overwhelming emotions like okay maybe i'm hyping it up more than it is but you know what i mean like it was a really interesting story and it actually did not get a lot of attention Um, which, I mean, makes sense, though, because, like, to be honest, the plot wasn't, like, super, super intense or amazing. But, like, the romance part of the drama did did make me want to watch it more. It was so interesting. And then after that, of course, they, like, kind of team up in the sense to take down this, like, bigger company or whatever. I can't even really remember, because, hello, I was focused on the romance, remember? But, um... It's kind of difficult and kind of hard because, yes, they technically love each other, but, like, their whole relationship was a lie. So it's like, who are you? Like, I love you, but, like, I don't even really know you. Anyways, that's Private Lives. I really, I kind of liked it, not gonna lie. But I rewatch it. I honestly, mm, before this episode, I would have said no. But now that I'm describing it, I kind of want to go back and rewatch some scenes. Okay, let's talk about a few more. Ooh, let's talk about Something in the Rain. Something in the Rain is slept on. Like, this is a drama I feel like deserves more love, to be honest. Which I can understand if people don't really like it, though. Because it is a melodrama. Like, there are a bunch of ups and downs. And I mean a bunch. Like, this drama is not just, like, a peaceful... This is the opposite of peaceful. Like, so many emotional moments happen... And it's kind of frustrating, like, if you were watching this as it came out week by week, you would definitely be frustrated. But because I binged it on Netflix, I wasn't all that frustrated, because I could just skip all the parts when I didn't like it. But anyway, the two main leads, basic- Okay, Mm -hmm. let me just say, the acting in this drama is so good. Why? Because of- Let me tell you who the actors are. Son Ye Jin and Jung Hae-in, ladies and gentlemen. Like, it is a drama about- it's like a Nuna romance, so, like, she's his big sister's best friend. And while they discover their feelings for each other, they don't tell anyone because their families are, like, super close and they kind of know in their heart that, like, people wouldn't like it if they got together, especially, like, her family. Um, because she has, like, a nasty ex who kind of... Mm, yeah, anyway. But it it... it it pulled my heart, like, oh my goodness, I cried a lot watching this drama, like, it's a good drama to watch on your period, and the reason I say that is because it has a good ending, but you still get to cry a lot, and it, it's it's great, it plays with your emotions, but it's, a, it's, it's definitely not a feel-good drama, but you feel good at the end of it, you know what I mean? There are lots of cute moments, like, oh my goodness, like, if you had to ask me... Which scenes from K dramas I would potentially want to like live through or like recreate someday? There would be a lot from this show. Like, there's so many cute moments in this show. Oh my goodness! Like I usually okay. Cause here's the thing: Sonia Jin was obviously in Crash Landing with Hyun Bin, and we all know they're together in real life. And I don't know about you, but sometimes when a couple is together in real life, I do not like seeing them in other K dramas with other people. It's my toxic trait, I know. I'm not, like, super extreme on it. It's just, like, you know, sometimes. Which is why... (laughs) Which is why I cannot watch Hyun-Vin and other dramas with other girls. Sorry, just exposed myself. I don't... Sorry, guys. I mean, I'm not even, like, negative about it. It's just, you know, a fact. Like, I just just can't. But this drama was really good. I did not... Because, I mean, the thing is, they're such good actors. Like, how can you not love this drama? Anyway... The plot is basically, they just, they just, yeah. I mean, you gotta watch it. You just gotta watch it, man. I think one of the last ones that we'll talk about is Love Struck in the City. And this was also on Netflix. And I kind of want to go into depth on this one. Let me explain. So this drama has Ji Chang-wook in it and Kim Ji-won. And let me describe it. Basically, one summer, an architect, Ji Chang-wook, His character loses his heart to a free-spirited woman and sets out to reunite with her on the streets of Seoul. Basically, they both meet in the summer. They have a very passionate summer romance together at, like, some beach, I don't know, not too far from the city, but, you know, hello, they're not in Seoul. And they fall in love with each other. They get, quote-unquote, like, fake married, like, they have rings, like, He's under the impression that he has lost his heart to her and he wants to spend the rest of his life with her. And he's certain she feels the same way too because they spend every day together. Like they seem serious about each other. And then one day he gets a call. He has to go back to the city that day. And it all happens very quickly. And he gives her his phone number. And ba- I think he gives her his phone number because then she doesn't call him. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he could contact her. And so he loses all contact with her. And he he's sad. Like, he's really devastated. Um, Until, I think, one day she, like, didn't show up on the day they were supposed to meet. But then he still went there, like, every month after that looking for her. Anyway, it was really sad. But the reason is basically because she was going through something really terrible and so that summer she went to that beach and pretended to be someone else like she it's not like she took on like someone else's identity I mean she kind of did it was kind of like her alter ego you know like she was living as someone very extroverted something very someone very lively like she was living out the person who she wanted to be and trying to escape her own reality of the sad person that she thought she was Um, she was trying to be more carefree, more free spirited, which is ultimately what captured his heart. And so the reason that she didn't contact him after is because she, she had to go back to her life, you know, and she's also not the same person. So like, I don't, it's, it's like he fell in love with a different version of her. You know what I mean? So obviously he's still very in love with her, but he hates her at the same time. Very complex. Isn't love complex? Anyway. But she still loves him, though. But she just, she feels, like, embarrassed. Like, she doesn't want to ever see him again because she knows the pain that she's put him through. But she still keeps, like, their wedding ring. You know what I mean? He still keeps his. Let me just say it. It has a happy ending. It has a happy ending. But let me tell you, this drama was maybe, like, 30 minutes per episode. Um. So it was, like... And also the way that it was filmed and set up. It definitely is like a fresh, like, new type of K-drama. I can't really describe it, but like, it's a different type of K-drama than we've seen. And so like, for me, I actually really liked this drama. It's not necessarily a super popular drama. I don't think so. But I actually, I kind of liked it. not gonna lie. Like, I don't, I oddly liked it. A big reason why I liked it was their chemistry. And there's this one scene in particular where after he's kind of already found out who she is, um, but he's under the impression that she never loved him um, because she thought it would just be better that way. Again, the misunderstandings. But anyway, they're like getting in a fight or whatever. And then she drops like his ring, which, she, which he actually like threw over the bridge the other day. But then she actually went down to go get it because, you know, she's still in love with him and there's, it's it's like this big, you can look it up, just look up this clip, it's on the Swoon's Netflix channel, um, you can just look up Love Struck in the City, the Swoon, or whatever, and it's this scene of, like, him realizing that she still kept the rings, and he, like, realizes that she's still in love, oh, she's still in love with him, and then he's still in love with her, and then they kiss, and, like, Oh my goodness! It was it was so good. I was I, I loved it. I truly did. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. There's also some other side couples, um, but I focused more on their story. And by the end of the show, of course, there's a happy ending. But like, I thought it was a really different type of K drama, like we haven't seen before, and so that's why I enjoyed it. But yeah, I think that is going to be the end of me talking about random K dramas and reviewing them. Maybe one day I'll do an episode of, like, my favorite K-dramas. Like, my top 10 or something. However, I think I should continue to do episodes based on, like, enemies to lovers K-drama recommendations. And then maybe I'll do an episode of, like, oh, like, sad K-drama recommendations. Or, like, healing K-drama recommendations. Or friends to lovers. Or, like, you know, like, separate them into categories like that instead of just, like, oh, like, my top 10. You know what I mean? Anyways, we will see, guys. I... Honestly, don't know. And also, there are tons of other topics we could talk about, but just in terms of like K dramas, today was just like a random K drama day, I guess, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. hope this could help you like be de stress a little bit. But hey, it's October, guys. That's one reason to be happy. Sorry, my nose is like stuffed. I'm not like sick, I'm just congested a bit. So I'm Sorry if that, like, comes through on the mic. But if you're listening to this on a Monday, I hope you have a wonderful Monday. Like, I truly do. And I'm really thankful for all of you. If you want to, like, see more of my content, I guess, you can always follow me on TikTok and Instagram. Um, The links are in the description to support this podcast monetarily if you would like. I'll never ask you to, but it's there if you would like to. Thank you to Naomi for letting me use her music for the intro and outro of this podcast. Please follow me on Spotify if you're listening to this on Spotify. And even if you don't listen to me on Apple Podcasts, please go leave me a review over there on Apple Podcasts. I would really love to read them. Um, There's like maybe two on there right now, but I know there's more than two of you who listen to this. And so I would really love it if you left me a review on Apple Podcasts, even if you don't use that platform to listen to me. Because it's not like you can leave reviews on Spotify. Um, I would love it if you could, but... Anyways, feel free to always DM me and please stay tuned for the question of the week on my Instagram account, which is mm, not me forgetting my own Instagram for this podcast. <laughs> Monday's with me, a podcast Instagram account. It's, it's in the description. All my other socials will be in the description, maybe, but if, if it's not, you can find it on my other Instagram. Uh-huh. I'm tired guys, but you know what tomorrow is? Cause I am recording this on Friday night. Tomorrow is Saturday and the day after that is Sunday. And you know what that is? Hometown Cha Chat Cha episodes 11 and 12 besties. And if you follow me on TikTok, you know I post them. I just, I post about Hometown Cha Cha Chat like pretty much everything. Like every update, every edit, every theory, every review, every episode, every clip. I'm on there and I'm serious about it. And I'm seriously invested. I'm going to wake up at 6 50 a.m. like usual for saturdays and sundays when these episodes come out i never wake up early for anything else but my whole sleep schedule is centered around hometown cha-cha-cha now so it's worth it i'm literally obsessed like if you think you're obsessed no you're not i'm more obsessed than you i I guarantee it anyway i hope you have a wonderful monday you know if you want to send me a voice memo the link is in the description as well send me a voice memo about your week i'd love to feature you on the Podcasts, you know, just play voice memos sometimes. I love interacting with you all and your mental health is more important than anything else. Just a reminder, if no one's told you that today, your mental health is more important than that event. Your mental health is more important than that food. Your mental health is more important than that friend you forgot to text back. Like, your mental health is more important than anything. So please put that before anything else. And don't forget to treat yourself, even if it's expensive, even if it's a little bit, you know, weird I don't know just just do it just treat yourself no mini rant even though I was gonna end the podcast I have a little mini rant oh my goodness this episode is so long I'm so sorry oh my goodness but I was just thinking about how college is a scam (laughs) because as you all know I'm a sophomore in college I don't think college in general is a scam I just think like paying for college is a scam like why would you spend $100,000 a year $60,000 a year to go to Harvard I literally don't get it And then I was thinking about how our worth in society is so misconstrued and, like, how this fabricated, like, man-made societal standards restrict us all from actually being happy. Anyways, the point- (laughs) my brain is literally everywhere today, guys. I'm so sorry. Maybe it's because it's late and I'm waiting for a home down, cha-cha-cha. The point is, whatever anxiety you might be feeling or whatever that's, like- your excuse for, like, not being kind to yourself or, like, treating yourself or, like, putting your mental health first. Like, whatever reason you're giving yourself, babe, there's a better reason to be kinder to yourself than there is to not be. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we should all just take a break from society sometimes. Like, it can be really too much. Like, one example is, like, paying for college. Like, somehow everyone just thinks it's acceptable to like pay so much for nothing not nothing but you know what I mean the point is what I'm trying to say which I hope you get what I mean is that whatever standards you think exist for yourself think about whether they actually matter and if they're actually hindering your happiness and your potential because not everyone has to take the same path and I guarantee you that there is a better path for you if you're struggling right now like things will get better it's so annoying Oh my goodness! It's so annoying to hear people say it gets better, but it really does. Okay, and I'm sorry this podcast is going on so long. Maybe you're not even listening. Maybe that's good. <laughs> I don't know. But the point is, be good to yourself. I've been a little bit extra good to myself this week, and you know what? I kind of deserve it. So you deserve it. You know what? You, you you deserve it. Also, next week, I will tell you if I've gotten BTS tickets or not. Um. It's going to be crazy on Wednesday because I had tickets for Map of the Soul tour. So I get like priority this time around. I mean, I think I'm going to get tickets. I think I am. I will. I will get tickets. I hope this ages well. I hope I do get tickets. Anyway, forget the standards that other people have set for you. Be happy. Focus on yourself a little bit more this week. And I will see you next Monday. Not see you. I don't know. Why do I always say that? I will talk to you next Monday. And I just want to say, I'm sorry I keep talking, but I've had a lot of people tell me that that I'm, I'm like, their, like, comfort content creator or, like, comfort TikToker. You know how happy that makes me? Like, do you know? Like, I cannot even put into words, like, the happiness I feel when people say that because I have my own comfort content creators. I have my own comfort people that I watch. And so they even thought, like, even the thought of, like, me being that for, like, one person, like, really makes me happy. So, um, if you would like to make my life a little bit happier, <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding, I, I'm just kidding. But if you really did want to rate me, um, or, like, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. Because I just want to know, like, what you think about it. Or, if you have any constructive criticisms, DM me. I'm a sensitive person, but I mean, as long as you're not mean, I appreciate what you say. Anyways, this podcast should have ended a long time ago, but I hope you have a good start to your week. Or whenever you're listening to this, you know what I mean. Uh, A possible episode in the future will be like advice about school and stuff, because I know a lot of you are like still in high school. So maybe that'll be the question of the week this week. I don't know. We'll see. Check my Instagram to find out. But I might do also an advice session like you can just ask me questions like advice and stuff and like I'll answer it like it can be anything you guys I'm serious I love to talk about this stuff like literally anything like literally ask me advice about anything and I'll answer it not like answer and answer as in like I have all the answers but you know answer my perspective anyway I love you guys I really really do um thank
1: you for being here again love you bye